Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit fabnt.com for details. Member FDIC. Why is Clint Sterner on talking in uh, what time? It's like the middle of March here. Well, you might be wondering. Well, guess what? Because Clint Sterner is really interesting year-round, and we and the folks at Arkansas Golf and Power Sports thought that you know he should be on year-round. So guess who's back? Back again, Clint Stern, ladies and gentlemen, on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What do you say, boss? Man, what is going on, baby? Look, I, it's uh, it's crawfish season. The weather's nice. It's uh, uh, now is it's, it's a year-round conversation, man. The draft is right around the corner. Combine just wrapped up. So why the hell not talk a little football, man? It's it's, uh, it's a beautiful time. I'm 100% with you, and Clint brings a lot of interesting conversations to not only the show but to the social media world, and this is the first time we've had Clint on. Pigskin brought up uh, our Twitter convo from a couple of weeks ago, which I thought was fascinating, and the results were even more so about uh, whether or not guys drop wolf bait in a hotel room with their significant other or if they go down to the hotel lobby. And I, I did a poll online on your you know conversation that you started on Twitter, and it ended up being 50-50 on about 800 votes. I was actually really surprised that that many guys are considerate enough to go down to the lobby. I guess that's what I would call a considerate. Some people might call it being a little bit uh, overly sensitive or a little too self-conscious. But I guess it depends how you look at it. Where do you stand on it? Yeah, you know, that's, that whole thing started, Justin, with, like, I, I paid a, a, a lot of money for a hotel room in downtown, and, um, there was no fart fan in the hotel, and like I was in the, you know, I was already committed to not going to the lobby and staying in the hotel room, and I was like, uh oh, um, no <laughs> fart fan. I'm, I think I'm in trouble, boys. And it, uh, needless to say, about an hour later, the lady got up to go to the restroom, take a shower, and she stepped into a Mike Tyson uh, uppercut. I think when she opened the door, so it was, uh, it, it was, it was not a. It was not a should you go to the lobby or not. It was more of a can't believe the fart fan doesn't come with a three hundred dollar hotel room and 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 but but I it did it did evolve into uh, the fact that I, I was unaware, Justin. I, I'm a I'm a in the in the hotel. I'm not staying in the hotel room with a person that I don't trust or I don't know well enough that I can't just let it rip. And right. So I, I, I just. I was blown away with how many guys. And no, I'm not. No disrespect. Not being hateful. Not being. But I was blown away with how many guys literally get up, get dressed, go to the lobby, and I would have to find the bathroom. Cause I don't always know the bathroom is in the lobby, mm-hmm. and and use that. Golly, man, that's considerate, sucker, man. I'm with you. It is considerate, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see both sides of it for sure. And, and like Pigskin said, look, sure. he's he's been married so long, it's not really a big deal at this point. But for, if you're still, you know, if you're a year in or however long, you know, you're still relatively early on in the relationship, it's nice and considerate. But I'm with you too. The bigger thing is how you building hotel rooms without vents anymore. I stayed in a dump hole, Hilton uh, or Hampton Inn the other day in Clinton, Mississippi, and it had the best vent fan I've ever had. And I'm thinking this place a bucko three a night. I mean, Clint stayed in a three hundred dollar a night room and uh, no van. Come on! Look, it, it was three hundred plus, and it was one of those where uh, it, we had a special rate because it was a wedding party. Man. <laughs> and, and look, this is—I this saw the is pictures. Where, Looks amazing. This is one of those, brother, where the the, the hotel they have a, a a a pool. It's really a lazy river, right? But the shape of Texas on the roof. Like, how do you have that and you don't have? Golly. They the might have had a bathroom not, attendant in the uh, bathroom down probably there. Probably did. So, probably, yes. Know. 
That's giving it. out yeah, mints and mouthwash and towels and yeah, you get a guy down there going matches. Well, one wipe or two, Mister Sterner. So, <laughs> all right, let's talk some football, Clint. Let's move along here. Uh, how closely? Well, I mean, what was the conversation down there? Who, who do you guys? Who are you guys watching? Just potential draftees for Houston, or what are you guys on your show? What are you What are you paying attention to well, from the combine? The, the biggest, the biggest talk, you know, coming out of the combine for the Texans is Bill O'Brien, you know, just uh, publicly announcing that. Uh, Tim Kelly's going to be the offensive coordinator. Big talk down here, and it's a national, it's a national story as well. Um, is is that Bill O'Brien's holding back Deshaun Watson, and so mm. um, the fact that he used the combine to to um, to announce that he was going to let an offensive coordinator who was already here, a guy that was a GA with him at Penn State, and came up with him, who's going to allow that guy to actually call the plays instead of just do all the grunt work throughout the week. Uh, I think that was the biggest thing from a Texas standpoint. They traded away all their first-round draft picks this year, next year, for Laramie Tunsil. So there's no, there's no really sexy draft topic. They got a late second-round draft pick that they, well, you hope they spend on rush edge or, or a corner. Um, so it, 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 the, the draft isn't a real big, big conversation piece right now. As you know, Justin, a lot of my, a lot of my days on air have <laughs> been chewed up with the Astros scandal hmm. um, i haven't heard about it know, what, what they, happened their, <laughs> their, their inability to to uh handle it the right way outside of admitting guilt just handling it the right way and being prepared was was shocking uh and then obviously the rockets man the small ball that they're playing and, and until last night i had some pretty high hopes man so uh th- those have been the, the main storylines uh, from a football standpoint, though, all, all the movement with po- possible movement by Brady and Rivers and, and all these veteran quarterbacks is, is I think, it's, I don't know that we've ever seen that. I don't know that we'll ever see it again. Hey, Clint, I just read this from Adam Schefter. Uh, this is coming up on HBO Saturday's The Shop. Um, it's uninterrupted with Patrick Mahomes. He tells them that he didn't learn how to read a defense until halfway through last season. Your reaction? Air raid. I mean, that's, that's that's one of the knocks on the air raid system that he came up with, that Tim Couch came up in, that, that Baker and Kyler Murray and all these guys came up in. Um, you know, one thing is they don't play, they don't typically take snaps under center, and, and they don't um, – and that, 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 that's a very loose statement. I mean, they, they, he knows coverages and he reads coverages, but when, when he says that, he's talking about the, the intricate details, the route combinations to attack certain coverages where the air raid has – uh, a lot of things, you know, they rely heavily on spacing. They have a ton of things that they that they believe attacking voids, regardless of of the what kind of coverage it is. Every zone has voids in that coverage, and air raid revolves around attacking that coverage, having great spacing so that you can attack those those voids. And um, and and so I think that one of the knocks is that quarterbacks that play in the air raid when they when they graduate high school or they graduate college. Um, it, it, they're not as, I, I guess, as um, as sharp as some guys are that that really study the ins and outs of coverages and and what concepts uh, you use to attack those coverages. So it doesn't surprise me one bit. What do you think now that he can learn to, or he's learned to read a defense? What kind of a ceiling does he have now? Oh well, look, I mean, it's it's uh, it, that's that's the amazing part about it is Wes is like to think that that guy. Could have been in a Super Bowl last year and and won an MVP last year, um, and is still having those kind of problems. Just tells you how talented, how freakishly talented that guy is. 
and how talented. Um, you know, I think more impressively or, or more of a mystery or, 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 or I guess a bigger part of the pie than, than gets credit is is Andy Reid's ability to, to call plays, to scheme up plays and, and get guys open consistently. Because as much as I love Pat Mahomes, he's obviously uh, the best in the league when you talk about the total package of playing the position. Um, I believe it was Matt Moore when, when this year when when Pat Mahomes went out and Matt Moore was the quarterback, they were still scoring points. The quarterback was still lighting it up, and that's because Andy Reid um, was scheming guys wide open. Uh, and those guys, in case you hadn't noticed, are pretty damn good. They're pretty quick. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, Andy Reid's a, a, a big part of that, um, as is you know, several of the, the, the Sean Paytons of the world. And you see these, these quarterbacks that get plugged in, man, and, and, and the uh, – the offense obviously misses the starter, but they still produce. They still win games. Um, let's be honest. I love Teddy Bridgewater. He's a great player. He's going to get a big payday. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater didn't go in there and go 5-0 and alone in, in New Orleans. Sean Payton's got a system in place that's really special. And Andy Reid is one of those in Kansas City. But Pat Mahomes is very fortunate. If you're one of these teams looking to draft a quarterback, what do you do if you're, you're interested in Tua? Do you trade up and get him at two? Tua is interesting to me. I, you know, I, here's the thing: I, I don't. I've not been around the guys, so I have a really hard time buying the generational talent. You know, the media nowadays can 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 blow something, take something like that, and run with it. Trent Dilfer said it out of an Elite Eleven five years ago, four years ago, and it seems to have followed him everywhere. Uh, or I guess not everywhere. He's been at Alabama, so it's followed him for four years three or four years there. I haven't been around him, so I don't know that. And that is definitely a game changer. If you get, if you, if you meet with a guy and you feel like in the room, he changes every, he makes everybody better immediately. Uh, and then you stack on what Tua has from a talent standpoint, then you've got to move up. you got to move. you got to overspend to go get that caliber of a guy. He's interesting to me because I, I for a few reasons, I, I think you're talking about a guy that as much as, all of the, all of the, 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 I guess the louder voices around the draft and around analyzing players, they want to minimize the fact that he's injury prone, and and that's just that's unfair. I mean, the guy every the games he, he probably got hit like a normal college quarterback, maybe eight games in his career, and he got he got knocked out of three of those. I can remember off the top of my head, if not four of them, and one of them was a a possible career-ending injury. So so to look at Tua and say, well, he's not injury-prone, I, I just think is inaccurate. I, I think he's a media darling, so so, so the Todd McShays and Mel Kuypers of the world are going to are gonna do that, but I, I think that's inaccurate. And the other thing is, is if you take if you take the games that he's played, I, I, I know um, in the, the 2019 season, take the games that he played against the top three or four defenses in the league and on his schedule – and the numbers are average. And so I think we get turned on a lot by what he's done to Arkansas. I mean, you know, 30 points in the first half and 300 yards by halftime. And, you know, there's a lot of Arkansas on his schedule. Uh, and, and so we get turned on by that. And in reality, I think the NFL is more comparable to what he did when he played Clemson and when he plays LSU and when he played Mississippi State, when he plays Georgia. Um, you know, those are the numbers that I think you should, you should evaluate uh, more directly. So, uh, he's interesting, and if he's a generational talent, when I sit in the room with him, I'm moving up and getting him. Yes, sir. 
Clint, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Always good. Always good, my brother. Y'all be good. All right, Clint Turner helping us into the weekend. We'll talk to him next Friday, and we'll talk a little Arkansas spring football, which will be starting the following Monday after that.